And we welcome you back in. Another quick break for you. 8-12 the time and 24 out the door is your temperature with lots of sunshine. So uh, as we get ready to talk here with our first guest, it is Tim Lamplin from Threshold Recovery. And, uh, of course, those are the guys right here in our backyard. Uh, it's a addiction treatment center. Um, these you know these guys, again, we talked about cold patrol. Their, their vision is to help those who we see every day, the people right here in our backyard, the people we live with, the people we talk with. And uh, Threshold Recovery is no different. I mean, these are the people we live with and see every day. These are our neighbors. And, uh, you know, that's why it's important to have these conversations. And I uh, was thankful to have these guys in for just a couple minutes. And uh, with that, Tim, I welcome you in. Good morning. Oh, thank you. Glad to be here. Absolutely. So thank you so much for coming in. And, and kind of a funny story. So we had a little bit of a... Uh, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, but a, a wheel of, of guests. So throughout the last couple of days, we, we kind of went went on the fly, and I think we had about three or four different people lined up, and uh, kind of like a game of hot potato. It went to the next guy, and it landed on Tim. So yes, he was lucky did. enough to join us here this morning. But, uh, uh, Tim, I, I wanted to, to talk briefly and, and kind of intro our crowd on what Threshold Recovery is. Um, you know, talk a little bit about addiction during the holiday season. Um, you know, like like a lot of things, the holiday season can – amplify things we talk about depression and you know folks who, who deal with depression often around the holidays that'll amplify and uh you know i, I think similar scenario with uh, folks dealing with addiction um so we'll talk about that a little bit and you know kind of what you guys do and you know why it's important to have uh have somebody like you on our corner we're, we're lucky murfreesboro rutherford county lucky to have you guys and uh shout out to matt who, who wasn't able to join us this morning but uh certainly uh, one of the folks over there that's in charge and um, tell me a little bit about the day-to-day at Threshold. How did you find these guys? How did you land with them? And, and what are your thoughts? What, what do you, uh, you know, think about Threshold Recovery, Matt, the crew over there, and, and the job they do? Well, it's a, it's a wonderful place to be when you're uh, going through recovery. Uh, I found it on the Internet, and it's a, it's a safe place for someone who is trying to get their life back together, for someone who has... Uh, struggle with addiction it, it like i said it's a safe place to live uh and you're required to have a job you're required to contribute to the uh running of the household uh but uh there's a lot of good guys there and it, it's a place for a guy to get a you know a second chance in life so when when you say you're you're sharing the house with these guys uh kind of like a team effort right you guys are all kind of pitching in you guys are all taking care of the house you guys are all working what, what, what kind of rep, uh, repertoire does that build with the guys and, and the crew you're working with? That's got to build a good relationship. And essentially, since you guys are all on the same mission, uh, a, really, a really good bonding experience, I would think. Yeah, it does. It, uh, each, each individual is, is uh, responsible for one or two uh, chores around the house during the week. And you kind of uh, develop, I don't know how to say it, um, a responsibility to each other. And that helps build the, the, you know, the responsibility to your family and to, you know, your day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. So around the holiday seasons, do you see maybe uh, an uptick in, in folks who come to the home or, or folks who maybe are dealing with addiction? Does it get harder in the holiday season? I've heard that. It does get harder. It does get harder. Does what are, get what harder. are some of those reasons? What are uh, some of the things that come up that maybe three months ago when it, you know, not around the holiday season, just kind of a... a, a you know, more consistent part of the year, but then the holidays come, lots of travel, you're seeing family. Um, what are what are some of the things that play into the effect there? Well, that's one of the big things is the, a lot of the guys are isolated from their families because of the addiction. Hmm. Uh, and it, it's a, it can be a depressing time, but what we try to do is keep everybody up, uh, you know, make sure that everybody's got somewhere to go, someone to talk to. Uh, 
the holidays are always a tough time. And it, as far as listeners go, as far as us, uh, what what can people do uh, to maybe help out with that? You know, I, I know. You know, if you know somebody, if you know somebody dealing with addiction, going through that, and I, and I think that's something that lasts a lifetime, right? Is that accurate? If you're oh, yeah. dealing with addiction, that's something that can stay with you for a really long time. What are some conversations that that people can have with uh, friends and family and loved ones this time of the year who you know maybe are dealing with that, just to just to kind of help them out a little bit, maybe give them a little push and um, you know keep them focused. Yeah, if you know somebody that's going through addiction uh, recovery, reach out to them during the holidays. Uh, give them a call. Invite them over. Um, try to make them feel a part of a family because that's that's one of the things that uh, that you miss out on when you're trying to go through recovery. Um, a lot of times your family just doesn't want to see you right now. And uh, someone reaching out, uh, we reach out to each other. Uh, it helps you get through it. And, you know, I think it's something as simple as having that conversation, making a phone call, that does make a difference. It really does. It really does. It really does. So if folks are unfamiliar with Threshold Recovery, this is, uh, you know, a group we've had on here before on the Action Line. And, um, you know, we had Matt on just a couple months ago. But uh, they're located right here in the heart of Middle Tennessee. And it is a 12-step-based sober living home. Uh, and, you know, more news on this in just a couple of weeks. We'd love to have Matt back on. But looks like you guys are going to be adding a second home, uh, adding more space to bring in more folks. How has threshold recovery kind of changed your life? What what is uh, your your thought on it? Um, you know, from overall, is is this something that you think has helped you and probably lots of other people? You know, in those in those same shoes. I mean, this is a real asset to have in our community. It really is because you've got so many people that are suffering through this uh, these addiction problems, and we're actually adding a fourth home. Uh, that's what's going to be added in twenty twenty one, and uh, it's going to give us more opportunity to help more people. Matt's done a really great job of setting this up and running it. Um, he has a regular job, uh, and then he does this on top of that. So he's really been a godsend to this community and to you know to the people that need him. Tim Lamplin is our guest this morning, and we're chatting about threshold recovery right here in Middle Tennessee, right here in Murfreesboro, and. Uh, as far as uh, staying at the house goes, you know, I know you have the 12 steps and you kind of work through that. Do folks generally, do they stay there for longer than the 12 steps? And after you graduate, after you get through those 12 steps, what's the next step? Do you uh, do you come back to the home? Do you see a lot of people coming back to work with, you know, people that uh, were in the same spot they were in a few years ago and, and maybe coming back and helping out? And that's one of the, the, uh, the great things about the recovery community, if you want to call it that is that uh, the people that have gone through the program are always willing to help people that, uh, you know, just starting out Mm -hmm. because they remember that they were there, you know, maybe just a few months, maybe a couple of years ago. Uh, It really helps the guys that are just getting started, like myself, uh, to see those guys that have been successful Mm -hmm. and that are, you know, have rejoined their families and have rebuilt relationships. It's it's just something that uh, it's just an ongoing thing. You don't. You're right. You never really graduate. Um, you just start making a new life. Well, I tell you what. Like I said, and I, you know, I could say it a thousand times, and it wouldn't be enough. Uh, a real asset to have here in our community. There's probably many communities out there, big and small, that don't have an outlet like that. That don't have, uh, you know, a place to go that maybe is right here in, in Middle Tennessee. You know, you you might live somewhere where. Uh, it's an hour away. It's two hours. It's three hours away. So having having a group like this right here in our backyard 
just a few miles from wherever you may be staying, just a phone call away, having a guy like Matt who lives and works around here. Um, that you know that 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 can't be said enough for how uh, you know what what a great tool that is and uh, how lucky we are to have that. Wanted to ask you, and we're going to take a quick time out to think about this, and we'll be right back. But wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, some opportunities. For folks to donate, if there's any way folks can donate time, if there's anything uh, you know folks can do, especially around the holiday season, to uh, to help you guys out, because you know I love what you're all about. And I know our listeners uh, thinking the same thing, and uh, we're going to talk about that coming up in just one second. Our guest Tim Lampman from Threshold Recovery will be right back. Consumer Warrior Clark Howard, weekdays 11 to 1. WGNS, your good neighbor station. Broadway County's place to talk. In this season of giving, don't forget to give to your pet. Here at Animal City, we would love to help you with your pet needs. Your small animals might prefer a larger living space. Your reptiles might like some new decor. And your other pets might like some new toys to keep them entertained. Right now, all of our Animal City departments are overflowing with new and exciting toys. Dog toys, bird toys, cat toys, we have them all. This is Amanda from Animal City. Come do business with Animal City at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. As cold and flu season approaches, one of the best things that you can do to give somebody who is sick is a quart of Demas's chicken and rice soup. This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. This soup is my grandmother's recipe, and we have used this soup in order to help our family whenever we are sick. Just gives us a good comfort feeling. One of the things that you can also do is you can now ship that soup anywhere across the United States, and you can order that soup online at demasfamilykitchen.com. Alrighty, folks, welcome back in. Right now, 8.22 the time, and Tim Lampkin, and uh, Tim, I apologize, I uh, fumbled that last time, so Tim Lampkin is our guest this morning from Threshold Recovery, and uh, we're talking about a little bit of everything. Uh, Addiction during the holidays is, is something that I know ramps up, and... Um, you know, we've talked about this in the same sense as depression and things like that. Uh, the holidays can amplify things for better or worse. And uh, that's kind of what we're talking about this morning. Also, you know, what an asset having threshold recovery here in our backyard. This is a 12 step sober living home. And, uh, you know, and, and you mentioned it before, Matt, the guy that's running this, he has another job, uh, but this is something he does on the side and really two full time jobs if you look at it that way. But, uh, you know, how lucky we are to have something like this in our backyard. And uh, Tim sharing a little bit about, you know, what it looks like. What, what is it like when you enter the home? What are some of the things that you learn? That sort of thing. Um, when we, before we took our break, we were talking about ways that folks can help. If somebody's listening right now and they're out there and they say, you know, I never heard of Threshold or maybe I knew somebody who was there, you know, maybe I know a lot about it and I'm, I'm familiar with what they do. How can I help? Uh, and, and so often it's very simple. You can, you can donate time, you can donate money, you can donate food, items, things like that. Um, but what does that look like for you guys? Is there anything that our listeners can do? If somebody has some extra food, some blankets, some things for the homes, because um, you mentioned a lot of times people people come in and they don't have much and they're they're kind of starting fresh and maybe maybe the the clothing the food the shoes things like that could be essential. Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of the guys when they first come in they don't have much of anything. A lot of times, uh, sometimes they you know they got the clothes on their back and that's about it. 
any donations of clothes would help. Uh, food, off obviously. Uh, I guess you could go through Matt and find out as far as you know what kind of furniture items or household items that we might need. Mm-hmm. But uh, it really helps uh, when people show that they care, and you know that they're helping these guys because they come in and you come into a new environment like that. You're always nervous. Mm-hmm. You know what am I? You know what am I getting into? And that's where the, those of us that have been there for a little while. We try to help them ease into that new environment, and anything that, that we can give them or that people can donate to uh, help them, is, you know, is just a plus. And, you know, with the holiday season right around the corner, that's, you know, something to kind of keep in, your, uh, keep in the back of your head as well as, you know, when you're doing this Christmas shopping, things like that. Um, you know, if you, if you grab something, if you, you see things like blankets, even, even essential home items, toilet paper, toothpaste, toothbrushes, things like that, um, you know, a lot of people take for granted. But as you mentioned, um, sometimes folks come in and they say, you know, we're kind of starting from scratch and, and all that helps. Uh, thresholdrecovery.com is the website if you want to head on over there and there's contact information in that. And uh, I want to give another shout out to Matt this morning while we got just a few minutes because he's uh, kind of helped line this up and, um, you know, lined up this interview. And I've had him on in the past as well. And uh, we'll have to work on getting him in here for the new year, as we mentioned uh, before the break, a fourth home uh, coming into play for mm-hmm. the new year. What does that mean for you guys as far as being able to grow? Um, and how many how many more people can can one more home fit? Is this a substantial amount? Uh, yeah, it uh, one of the, one of our homes normally houses between eight and ten people. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we share bedrooms. Uh, uh, it becomes kind of almost like a fraternity, you know, and you help each other out. Uh, people come and go. Uh, but you de- develop relationships with the guys that live there, mm-hmm. and their recovery is just important to you as your own recovery mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, when you see somebody, you just naturally want to help them because you know that's where you were. Mm-hmm. So when, when people come in, you mentioned a lot of times they're starting from scratch, starting on step one. What is the first step? And we can even go, you know, one, one step further back. What is the first step if somebody's dealing with addiction, if somebody maybe somebody self-identifies it or somebody, a loved one identifies it? What is the first step to say, Let's make that change. Maybe maybe it is going to threshold recovery or making that phone call. Um, but what is that first step? Because often, you know, just getting something started can be the hardest thing, just to make that first move. What, what does that look like? Well, that can be the hardest step because you have to admit that there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of times people, when you try to make that first step, people don't fight you, but they don't understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that haven't gone through it because people that uh, suffer from alcohol addiction drug addiction they have a they have a virus almost like a cold mm-hmm. um, we have what's known as um, that first drink virus mm-hmm. you you know we are constitutionally incapable of uh, refusing that first drink and that's where the uh, the 12-step program comes in and it introduces you to a higher power. Uh, in my case, that's God. Mm-hmm. And I turn to him to help me get through each day. And that's what everybody goes through. And what, what part does that play in threshold recovery as far as, um, you know, reading the Bible, checking out that scripture, kind of, you know, finding that message and, and being able to attach to that and use that as a tool? Um, is that something they try to instill with everybody? Is that something you've done personally? Yes, uh, Everyone uh, that lives at the house, 
there's a requirement that you go to at least five meetings a week. Mm-hmm. That can be AA meetings. That could be church. Uh, that can be meeting with your sponsor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but you have to follow a, a schedule that keep holds you accountable. Mm-hmm. And I think you know having that schedule and and you know and I think this can be said for everybody having a schedule and having. Uh, time carved out to do things and maybe you know not having a, a ton of free time can be beneficial to have to have that schedule and say here's where I'm at here's what I'm doing this evening um, you know I think in a lot of cases too much free time could always be a bad thing so so having those those meetings built in and again having a job taking care of the home the camaraderie with the guys um, you know all that does that does that help maybe take your mind off of of the recovery and kind of focus on um, you know, still still working on recovery, but but not just thinking about it all the time. You, you keep yourself busy with so many different things, and um, you know the meetings. I think um, are, are a great example of that. You you kind of keep your head in the game, but it, it you know keeps you busy. Yeah, that I mean that's that's the whole purpose of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you just sit around all day and do nothing, that's all you're going to think about. Mm-hmm. But uh, going to the meetings, getting involved in running of the household, uh, you know, taking responsibility. It's it's the whole process of rebuilding your life. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as uh, you know, a time at threshold recovery, these meetings are, are not there, right? They're they're off off site. So you're, we you're, do have some meetings at the house. You do have some meetings at the yeah. house. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, as far as people who are who are new to threshold, who are coming in, that need to find those meetings. Um, the ones that are at the house, obviously, you know, you, you can find there. But as far as finding other meetings, AA meetings that in and around town, um, you know, where, where do you find those? Where do you reach out to these people? How do you do so? I'm thinking, you know, if somebody at home, whether, again, we're self-identifying that someone's working with an addiction or for maybe a loved one or a family member, maybe point them in the direction of some of these meetings, some of these homes. Um, where do you where do you find that information? Well, you can find it on, in, on the web very easily. Mm-hmm. There's an app for AA meetings. Uh, you can... Uh, Get that app on your phone, uh, and then you can pull it up, and it'll tell you uh, what meetings are in your area, when they occur, and we'll even give you directions to the meeting itself. So there, there are a lot of ways that you can find those meetings. Uh, like I said, we do have some at the house, but uh, the majority of them we go to uh, different uh, locations around Murfreesboro. And what do you think, as we just have a few minutes left here this morning, what is a constructive way to have that conversation with somebody? Um, you know, I, I imagine most cases, I would imagine, you know, somebody uh, would maybe, is it more common that people bring themselves into these homes and, and bring themselves in on their own? Or is it usually a loved one or family member? I got to imagine reaching out to them and maybe, you know, having that conversation. How do you have that conversation? What is, what's a, a, a good way, a constructive way to, to do that? Well, that, that's a tough question. Because not many people want to admit that they have a problem. Mm-hmm. I know I didn't. Um, but you have, you know, your loved ones really need to have that conversation with you. Uh, and you can see how that conversation affects people. And um, at some point, you have to, you're the one that has to make the decision that I've got a problem and mm-hmm. I've, got to, I've got to do something about it. But your family can be a support system that really helps. I know my family has been that for me. Uh, like my son and daughter, I never want to see the look in their on their face again that I saw when I went into recovery. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a very motivating factor for me. Uh, it means a lot to me that I have been able to rebuild those relationships. And uh, it, it just gives you hope for the future. 
Well, Tim, I really appreciate you coming on this morning, and that's you know really powerful stuff. And I think that you know people out there listening, everybody knows somebody dealing with addiction, and maybe we're talking to somebody right now whose loved one is dealing with addiction. This could be that conversation they hear to say, "I'm gonna I'm gonna have that talk with them. I'm gonna reach out to Threshold Recovery. I'm gonna talk to Matt. I'm gonna try to find a meeting for them." Um, and you know, sidebar, uh, we mentioned this to start the show, but Tim got about a 45 minute heads up to be here this morning. So uh, you know, to, to to come in like this and uh, be able to have that talk, and you know, I really appreciate that. And powerful, powerful stuff. I think uh, you know, make a lot of good points, and and I you know feel like that could be beneficial to our listeners, people out there hearing this. Uh, sometimes that's what you got to hear, and you know, again, that you mentioned the first step often is the toughest. So maybe it that is. could be that motivation, that push, um, you know, to check out this threshold recovery, to talk to Matt, to to uh, get with you guys, and um, that uh, yeah, you know, hopefully, hopefully around the season here, we're we're helping somebody out and. Um, you know, I think even if we reach one person, that's that's good stuff. Well, if you got somebody that's, that's struggling with this, really reach out to them during the holidays. Don't let them be alone. You know, give give them a help, give them a hand, because they really need it. All righty. Well, Tim Lampkin, thank you so much. Any final thoughts before we let you go this morning? Uh, can't think of anything. Just like I said, just just reach out and help someone because it it pays a lot of benefits. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, thank you so much, Tim. We got the Cold Patrol coming up in just a few minutes for us, and uh, a rock star performance on your end. Like I, I know, I said I'm, I, I make that joke, but uh, you know, you got a, a very short heads up to get in here this morning. So I really appreciate you, uh, you know, kind of reworking your schedule to get in here. And this was the first time you were here on WGNS, right? Yeah, it's first time. Well, you knocked it out of the park. So we'll have to have you on again soon, and I will catch up with you and Matt and the crew next year. I do want to learn more about the uh, the fourth home you guys are adding, and uh, we'll have to talk about that next year. Get you guys back in here. Sounds good. I Appreciate you having us. All righty, Tim. Thank you so much and uh, happy holidays thank you all righty guys Col uh, patrol coming up in just a few minutes and uh, that'll be a good show we're taking phone calls if you have any questions and uh yeah we're about halfway home second half of the action line coming up listen live to wgns radio on our website and alexa or google devices search wgns radio for on-demand podcasts in itunes google play spotify and stitcher plus we have direct links to podcasts at wgnsradio.com Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Goodies and gifties for gardening gurus. Hello there and welcome to Tennessee Home and Farm Radio. I'm Amy Beckham. Is there a lawn and gardening enthusiast on your gift list this Christmas? Need some cool ideas? There are a few in this report from USCA's Gary Crawford. There are so many gifting opportunities available to you that have that personal touch that can help that gardener enjoy the holidays and the spirit of giving that much more and receiving. That's Dennis Patton. He's an extension gardening expert, Kansas State University, and he says there are, of course, a lot of tools and that sort of thing that make good gifts, and we'll deal with those in another report later on. But he says there's another approach you can use. He says furniture, paintings, and decorations in a house help to make it a home that reflects our personalities. And I think the same thing could be said in the garden. All the plants make this wonderful canvas, but it's not till we start accessorizing the garden that it really comes to life and it's really filled with more personality. And so here are some gift ideas for the yard and garden person on your list. First, maybe some artwork or sculpture, something like that. And you can go anywhere from the whimsy, you know, like the garden gnomes that are very popular. You know, a lot of people love the 
old traditional pink flamingo and then go up to the very sophisticated art in many different forms or media that uh, certainly can accent a garden. But of course you need to know the personality of the person to whom you give that gift. Here are some other ideas. Wind chimes hanging out in the tree or on the back patio when the wind wrestles it just makes it uh, sound so much more uh, complete. Also lighting, you know, it's great to maybe see something lit up at night. So you're sitting in your easy chair or looking out the kitchen window and you've got these spotlights on maybe a, a tree with interesting bark or shape or form. And so it's here again about creating these layers of detail and these layers of interest just to really bring that garden to life. So those are a few gifts for the gardeners on your list. Harry Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. For Tennessee Home and Farm Radio, I'm Amy Beckham. Skies will become mostly sunny here for this afternoon with a high into the upper 40s. Winds out of the southeast to 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, partly cloudy, low of 28. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 23. Really not too bad right now as we check it out live on 24 up by 840. There's some traffic on 840, obviously headed towards Franklin, Williamson County. Watch your speed. Traffic still looks pretty good right now out here as far as interstate accidents. Hey, Curious Campout is a family sleepover with the kids, 2 to 6 at Ripley's Aquarium, January 2nd. All the details at Ripley's Aquarium Facebook page. I'm Commander Chuck, your on-time traffic. Get the latest local real estate information, lawn and garden tips, and more Saturdays at noon on the Rutherford Home Show with Dean Higby and Dave Clover here on WGNS. Welcome back into News Radio WGNS. As we kick off the second half of the action line this morning, our guest from Cold Patrol, and she's sporting a very cool t shirt. We're going to talk about that more in a second. Jordan Dickerson from Cold Patrol. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Hey, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, this is your first time on WGNS as well, right? Yes, it is. Awesome. So this is this is a lot of fun. This is to me is a, a lot of times when we have folks on for interviews, they say, Well, I've been coming here for ten years. You know, I'm the new guy to them. So kind of kind of reversing roles here today. But uh, well, thank you so much for coming on and uh, briefly tell us for folks who, who may not know, what is Cold Patrol? What do you guys do? Yeah, of course. Um, so we are a 501c3 nonprofit here in Murfreesboro and really our main goal is to end the revolving door of homelessness. So we work with people um, experiencing homelessness here in the city and people who are um, maybe just about to be homeless. So that's kind of our main um, demographic. And we're talking about folks right here in our backyard. We're talking about people, you know, that started off the show saying this morning with, with you guys as well as Threshold Recovery. Uh, we're, we're not talking about, you know, folks in and around the world. We're talking about people right here in our backyard that we see when we go to the store. Yeah. And we see we go to the bank. And, you know, those are the people we live with. And, uh, you know, I, again, I, I said it about them. And, you know, you guys are no different. Uh, a great asset to have here in our community to take care of folks that, that we live with. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we definitely try. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so tell me a little bit about the day-to-day for Cold Patrol. Uh, you guys 
your your mission is to to help folks uh, remain unhomeless. So get them in a place, get them in mm-hmm. somewhere safe to sleep, somewhere warm. Um, but what does that look like? It's much more dynamic than that, I'm sure. Uh, do you, is it as simple as, as, as driving down the road and you see somebody who's, who's staying outside and you, you reach out to them? Do they reach out to you guys? How does that all work? Yeah, kind of yes to all those questions. Um, so we do a little bit of a lot. Um, we have a couple different aspects that we focus on. We're mainly an outreach organization. So um, I am in the field all day, kind of driving around, um, doing different things with clients that I'm working with, whether it's um, helping get them connected to resources, the food bank, um, doctor's appointments if they couldn't go. It's also like going to camps, making sure they've got tents and sleeping bags and that type stuff. Um, And then it's also another huge piece of what we do is um, we've got two transitional houses and we also are really trying to focus on um, permanent housing. So other than just the outreach portion, we've really shifted focus into permanent housing um, because we've really seen that's the just the big need. Mm -hmm. And when you say permanent housing, what do you mean exactly? Yeah. So um, we work with a client will come in and say, you know, I'm I'm over this. Like, (laughs) I'm really deciding I want to be off the streets. And um, so we're like, great, that's awesome. We try and get them connected to um, we start with like um, Murfreesboro Housing Authority because they've got um, housing vouchers or if they're on disability, they've got special vouchers for that. We look into we've got um, some great connections with landlords across the city and we've got two transitional houses for men um, because honestly, it's kind of a slow process. It's not just like wonderful. You want to get off the streets. Monday you move in like Mm -hmm. I wish, (laughs) but that's just not how it works. Um, So we really because sometimes it's even, well, I want to apply for an apartment, but I don't have an ID mm-hmm. or I don't have a birth certificate. And all of those things are needed. So we really try and from start to finish, get them into a place. And then we also do um, case management with them 12 to 18 months after. So it, it's an interesting point. I was told, uh, and this is something that kind of always stuck with me, but as a young 20-something, uh, living paycheck to paycheck, being being mm-hmm. the broke, fresh out of college kid, um, I don't, you know, somebody had mentioned something along the lines of uh, living paycheck to paycheck, and you know, people think, well, how do you get to that point where you're homeless? And you say you're living paycheck to paycheck, and I, you know, I've been blessed with having a big family and, and things yeah. like that. But uh, if you don't have that support system, if you don't have mm-hmm. the family, and you're living paycheck to paycheck, like you know, maybe half of the world, yeah. And then something happens that that next step of of going into being homeless or not having a place to go, if you don't have that support system, is way closer than you would ever mm-hmm. think. So, you know, when you're when you're talking about that, you say, well, how do you get to that point? How do, how do you get to the point where you got a house, but now you, you just have nowhere to stay? Without family and friends around, it, it's actually a lot thinner of a margin than you would think. Oh, for sure. And we've had people, I've had several different people come in and they were housed. They were in an apartment and the apartment either sold or it got condemned or something of that nature. And so, or like the landlord got sick and passed away, so... Now they're just homeless when they've never been homeless in their entire life. So how do folks help? How can how can our listeners, how can the folks who are listening be a part of what you guys have going on? Is there ways to donate time? Are there things you need? Um, money donations, stuff around the holidays. Kind of paint that picture as, as we're talking to the masses this morning, how folks can be a part of what you guys do. Yeah, 
Um, so there's several different ways. Um, we love volunteers. I am actually um, our only full-time staff. So we are um, really just a huge volunteer-run organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's kind of a little something for everybody. We've got um, a program right now that we're starting called the Home Team because um, we found that once people get into housing, one of the biggest um, struggles that we that they have is um, loneliness. Because when you're out on the streets, you're always with people, you're always with your friends, you're always going to um, kind of the same spots. And then once you're in housing, you don't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've started the home team, and it's um, people volunteer to either kind of call and check in and just see how people are doing, because really that really helps. Um, we do... Cold patrolling, obviously, as the name is. Um, so especially during the coldest nights that we've got, we will split off in teams of two and just kind of go around the city, check all the cubbies, check kind of places that we're familiar with people staying mm-hmm. to make sure they're not out here freezing to death. Um, and then also we've got kind of anything and everything for somebody, whether it be helping organize um, our office or storage unit or if you love data entry or, you know, just... Whatever you love to do, we can definitely find a spot for you. Wonderful. And I think, you know, this is a great time of the year to have that conversation because, you know, Christmas and Thanksgiving is a great time. We were talking about this with Tim earlier. Everything amplifies around the holiday Mm -hmm. season. So if you're feeling like, Maybe I should give back a little bit. That amplifies, yeah. and this is this is the time. If you know, but if you're you know dealing with things, if if you're homeless, if you're if you're struggling in that way, it amplifies, and it mm-hmm. can be worse. It gets colder this time of the year. And you mentioned something as simple as just going around and checking on those folks who are mm-hmm. sleeping in tents. Um, that's something anybody could do. I think that's yeah. something that anybody could do, and that you know makes a big difference. And you, you might save somebody's life. It might sound crazy, mm-hmm. but that's the reality. Is you could be saving somebody's life. Um, you know, and it gets pretty darn cold out there, as we well know. So. Um, as far as as far as that goes, and they reach out to you guys, they can go to the website, contact you guys, and just set up a time. Are there uh, different blocks and times that are available, or is that something you guys kind of just do it at random? Yeah, it's something based off of kind of their schedule and hours, um, because we're we're out during the day, but we're also we've got um, a group of volunteers that go out every night, especially um, in the winter months. Mm-hmm. Um, but our Facebook is one of the best ways you can message us on Facebook or Instagram. Um, we do have the cold patrol number that you can call or text and we can set up a time and just kind of see what works best for your schedule as well. Um, and then we do have our website. All righty. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial timeout when we come back. I wanted to learn a little bit more about you and how you landed with cold patrol. And yeah. um, we'll talk about that. That's all coming up in just a few minutes. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. You're listening to News Radio WGNS. He's local. Certified financial planner Jason Qualls. Financial Coaching Radio. Weekdays at 4 on News Radio WGNS. A heart for healing. When life challenges become a torrential flood, there are local doctors, nurses, and medical technicians who help you maneuver the swift waters. Gordon Ferguson, President and CEO of St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital. Dr. Christopher Wainick with Tennessee Oncology is our Heart for Healing honoree. A listener said, My greatest fear in life happened when I realized that I had cancer. I'm glad that Dr. Wainick was the one who broke the news to me because he was honest with me and he offered hope. In fact, after several treatments, I appreciate his caring attitude even more. She said, Dr. Wainick doesn't sugarcoat anything. He's open and honest. Dr. Christopher Wainick with Tennessee Oncology is our Heart for Healing honoree. 
and receives dinner for two at the fabulous Alley on Main Street Restaurant. Submit your Heart for Healing nomination to WGNS. WGNS! Our family at Demas' Restaurant are proud to support local emergency responders who put their lives on the line for our community each and every day. This is Peter Demas, and here is this week's Demas' Emergency Responder of the Week. Murfreesboro Police Officer Terry Spence is our honoree. Officer Spence took a fugitive off the streets and made our community safer. He ran a check on the subject and learned that the man was a fugitive from justice. As the fugitive was being taken away to jail, the suspect told Officer Spence, You ask too many questions. Murfreesboro Police Officer Terry Spence is our Demas Emergency Responder. When you see a firefighter, police officer, paramedic, or telecommunicator going the extra mile, let WGNS know, and we at Demas's Restaurant will salute them as the Emergency Responder of the Week. WGNS Murfreesboro. And welcome back in to News Radio WGNS. Right now, 848 as we kick off the fourth quarter of the action line. We're almost home. Truman Show coming up next and Rutherford issues right around the corner. So it'll be a good morning for us. Keep it right here. We'll, of course, keep those weather and traffic updates coming at you all morning long as, well, another frigid start. 28 degrees out the door for you right now. So if you're getting up and headed to work, leave yourself a few minutes to warm up that car because it is a cold one to start us. Jordan Dickerson is our guest this morning from Cold Patrol. Jordan, thank you so much for joining us. And uh wanted to learn a little bit more about you. Give us a little background history. How did you land with Cold Patrol? And uh, was this something that you decided you wanted to do before you started working here? Or did you say, hey, look at this. This is something I love and I want to be a part of it. And you kind of just fell into it. Yeah, of course. Um, so I am originally not from here. I'm from Memphis. And um, when I was home, I did a lot with my church and different organizations with um that were helping people um, who were homeless. And um, so it was always been a passion of mine. I moved here for school um, and I had volunteered several times with Cold Patrol. And then when I saw that they were hiring, I was like, oh, perfect. This is because it's something I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And did you go to MTSU? I did, yes. Very cool. All righty. All righty. Very yep, cool. Blue Raiders. So, how long have you been with Cold Patrol? And uh, give us a little background. What was it like when you started? And, and you said you're, you're one of the few full time employees. So, they like you. So, they're keeping you. Yes. They're paying you. So, that's good. <laughs> yes. uh, so, tell us a little bit about that. What's the day to day? And, uh, you know, what are some things maybe you've learned over the years? Yeah, um, so I've been with the company for about seven-ish months, um, and I am actually the only employee, so it's always fun. Um, I really love it because it, it keeps you on your toes. Um, my day today will not look like my day yesterday, and it will never have a day that looks similar, which I love about that. Um, but it's kind of just a mix of everything, whether it's... Um, kind of dealing with some of my clients who are in permanent housing and making sure they're all good or, um, you know, moving people into the transitional houses that we have or um, focusing on people who are out in camps and seeing, like, what their needs are. It's really just kind of, it kind of ebbs and flows as the day goes by. And you mentioned you'll you know, stay in touch with some of these people, some of the clients you work with, mm-hmm. and kind of check in on them and see where they're at. Yeah. Um, is that a great feeling? Is that is that something that <laughs> kind of gets you up in the morning when you hear that phone call? You talk to somebody and they say, you know what, when I met you, here's where I was at. Now here's where I'm at. Things are much better. That, that's that got to be a great feeling. That probably yeah. gives you motivation. Yeah, it's awesome um, to see people who 
um, have been 15 years on the streets and we are able to kind of step in and really help them do this for themselves because that's really what we're all about. We're not really trying to like, oh, we help you get there. Like mm -hmm. we're really trying to help you help you get there. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a really awesome feeling because um, not only does it give like me a great reason to wake up and smile in the morning, but they also have a great reason to wake up and smile in the morning. And I think, you know, that's that's kind of an eye-opening number is 15 years, and I'm sure you've heard yeah. longer. Oh, yeah. But, you know, if you could rewind what you were doing 15 years ago and say from that point until now, mm -hmm. not living in a home, not having running yeah. water all the time, not having heat. You know, you wake up at night and you oh, it's, you know, cold, turn the heat on, you go back to bed. Mm -hmm. Not everybody gets to do that, no. and it's kind of crazy, and that's, you know, why this is a good time to have that conversation is – um, you know, it, it's uh, something people take for granted, I think. But, yeah. you know, and where, where you're coming from and from your perspective, you, you kind of see all angles. And, um, you know, have, having those folks, you know, come up and work with you guys, do they ever come back and maybe volunteer or they say, oh, yeah. you know, you guys, you guys maybe saved my life. You guys, I, mean, I don't think that's an over-exaggeration. That's, that's mm -hmm. accurate. Um, these people, do they come back? Do they ever call oh, or yeah. text you or, or to come back and say, hey, look at this. You know, here's where I'm at. Here's my family. Uh, talk about that a little bit. That's, that's a, a pretty neat thing. Yeah, we have um, people come back all of the time. Because um, really, like, if you are a part of the streets, it's a type of community that is so tight-knit that, it's really hard to put into words. Mm -hmm. And even once you get into permanent housing, you're still kind of really a part of that community. So we've got people come back all the time to um, help go on cold patrol with us. Or um, we've got people who we helped get into permanent housing who are now monthly donors because they just, you know, really believe in the system because they've been through mm -hmm. um, the process. Or um, we've got, we get Christmas cards every year from people who are in housing. So it's really... Um, it's kind of a for life thing. Talk about the donations a little bit. The the monthly donations or weekly or you know whatever it might be. And there's actually a button right on the website. I'm sure you can do one time donations. Yeah. Um, how does that all work? And and what does the money go to when people are donating? What uh, what types of things do do they uh, does that go to? Yeah, of course. Um, so we do have a monthly donor option, and it comes with a really cool hoodie um, for monthly donors. And um, obviously, you can do a one-time donation. We really appreciate anything. Um, as far as like items go right now, we actually have a smaller office than most. Um, so we, at the moment, are pretty good with supplies. One of the things, though, um, I will say is $5 gift cards um, to like a McDonald's or or um, a Burger King or something like that um, are really kind of important. And those are kind of overlooked sometimes because when it's, you know, 13 degrees and you can't go sit in somewhere without buying a coffee mm -hmm. for a couple hours, you know, that really helps. And, you know, is that is that something you guys would hand out then? If you see somebody outside, you can give them that $5 gift card. That mm -hmm. basically gets them in. They can get coffee. They can get food. And that's something that, you know, takes up so little space. Yeah. Um, $5 gift cards to, mm -hmm. to warm uh McDonald's places like that is, is something you guys would take, and that's not, that's not one that I had thought of, and I think that's that's interesting, but you know makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's something, and uh, you know if you see somebody out there, that's again that's something you could do on your own to mm -hmm. you know kind of help them out a little bit as well. So, fantastic. Well, any final thoughts this morning? We got just a couple minutes left. Uh, any any final thoughts as we wrap up this morning? I wanted to thank you again for uh, coming on, and wish you all a very happy holidays. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, I really appreciate being here. Um, I will say if. Um, anybody's out there and they are um, recently homeless or um, maybe about to be, mm -hmm. we've got um, definitely give us a call or send us a text. We also um, have the coldest night shelter that I want to highlight. Um, it 
usually is the coldest night shelter, but because of Corona, we've actually found it, that it's safer. We've got it open every single night until March. Okay. And that's for guys and girls. Um, and so we feed dinner at 5.30, and then doors for the shelter open at 7. So if you need something, you don't have to be out on the streets. We've got a, a warm place for you. And as far as that goes, any kind of food, blankets, anything like that that needs to be donated, is that something there's a need for? Or, again, you guys said you're pretty good on a lot of that stuff. Yeah, so we have um, how our shelters are set up is it's cots. um, And with Corona, we've got, like, dividers in between each Mm -hmm. cot. um, And then we serve dinner. We are very good at... um, like almost daily updating our Facebook and social media um, platforms on donations that we need. So it could be if we're moving somebody into permanent housing and they don't have, um, they don't have a bed or something like that. We'll always kind of shout that need out. So you can always check our social media for updates. Well, wonderful. And then the website, MurfreesboroColdPatrol.com. And Mm -hmm. I love your guys' kind of aerial shot on that website, by the way. Did you get to ride the helicopter? Was that you? No. No. Unfortunately, I did not. (laughs) As the the paid employee, I thought they'd they'd give you the keys for that. No. (laughs) All righty. Well, thank you so much, Jordan. I uh, really appreciate your time this morning. Um, And you mentioned you guys are a phone call away if you're going to be homeless. If that's something that that is even in the back of your head at all, Mm -hmm. you guys are a phone call away. Yeah. And if that's something you're passionate about, uh, volunteer opportunities are Mm -hmm. always available. Um, those $5 gift cards to a McDonald's, to a Burger King, even if you hand them out on your own, uh, yeah. could be it could be a great tool. Oh, for sure. And thank you so much for inviting me on. Absolutely. You did awesome. We're going to have to have you on again. You're going to be a pro in no time. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jordan. And uh, if you guys need anything, we're here for you. We'd love to uh, love to have you on again in the new year, and, and uh, we'll stay in touch. Thank you so much. All righty. Truman Show is coming up in just a few minutes, guys. Rutherford Issues as well. So keep it right here. You're listening to News Radio WGNS.